What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host Ken Milam and John Swan as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. All the things that get cut out of the show. Just the beginning. Oh my God, this recording is an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first 30 minutes is just us being dumb. Uh, just kidding, everybody. It's not an hour-long show today. It is actually a normal show, which some of you will be probably disappointed in the fact normal? that it's only like 20 to 30 minutes. It's only nor- normal? Normal, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> however, this cracked me up because we, we did a little post this morning when we first got into the studio uh, on Facebook and Instagram, which, by the way, if you do not follow us on Facebook and Instagram, it is at the Hive Jive. Please go out there and subscribe and follow. Um, but we post a little thing saying back in the studio this morning. And uh, Jacob, um, Jacob Gaspari, our winner of the fruitcake, says, oh, yeah. Now, little quick side note tangent. Yeah. Um, we have a corrections corner here. Brett did not send us the photo of the rocket falling off the earth in Australia. Nope. Jacob is the one that actually sent us the photo oh. of the rocket falling off the earth into Australia. Okay. And Jacob is from here in okay. the United States, which means um, we were picking on Australia and not being able to use an Australian to hide behind and say, but y'all said it first because they didn't. Um, but it was still a great photo. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to post it out there on social media for everybody to see. So we just wanted to say that. But I got a really kick out of this one here. Um, Minion 450 <laughs> comments Minion on there. And he goes... But but I haven't finished the last one yet. I've literally had three commutes and I'm still not done. <laughs> that last oh, show, that was a two-hour one. That show was freaking oh, long, God, everybody. That, that was the show that never was going to end. It was, it was indeed the show that was never going to end. <laughs> um, but that, uh, you know, I, like I said, break it up. You know, it gives you some time to go through and uh, digest it all. Um, yeah. yeah, but it took longer to diet to... Uh, yeah, you up. guys think it took a long time to listen to it. You should have heard how long it took to actually record it. Yeah. <laughs> the hour and 50 that was posted was the tip of the iceberg compared to what was actually on the recording. Um, the best party threw in the trash. That's usually how it goes because yep. it's uh, inappropriate it. or, or <laughs> not safe for air or work or anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> we would never. Um, okay, so let's start off real quick here by going through and giving a thank you to our newest patrons and these are the people who have joined us on patreon and patreon currently right now has that's where you will find the bonus episodes that's where you will find the yet to be released deeper dive episodes which i'm going to be working on one of those this weekend for you guys so that will be on its way and that's where you can find the behind the scenes content the videos that's where you're going to uh, see the training videos and educational stuff out there all that is on patreon and that is patreon.com p-a-t-r-e on.com forward slash hive jive that's where you can find us out there and what are since we sending the pin out pinups out um what <laughs> the b pinups <laughs> i'll shut up I, I, i'm asleep i uh, I, uh I, no i don't know i don't know what you're volunteering us for either. there ken i don't either um, i'm still goofy okay so these are the newest patrons who have joined since last monday's episode and we want to give you a huge thank you to you folks for reaching out out there and becoming a patron of the show we greatly appreciate it um so our newest patrons are going to be dan ed Dee, andre david g 
Casey, and Karen W. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Patreon. We greatly appreciate it. It is from the support of amazing patrons like yourselves that we are able to continue to grow the show and make it even more for everybody out there and uh, helps kind of lighten the load a little bit for Ken and I. We we literally carried the show for the first entire year out of our own pocketbooks. Um, Eric was kind enough and our social media folks were kind enough to volunteer their time. And this gives us an opportunity to be able to actually compensate them, which they greatly appreciate mm-hmm. and we appreciate as well. So thank you all so much for that. Um, today's show is going to be the, we promised you guys we would end up doing a checklist for your second year, and that's what today's show is going to be about. We're going to go through here and uh, just have a, an overview and kind of a recap. Some of it is, is going to sound familiar from year one, but just uh, things that you should be looking at doing coming into your second year of beekeeping. And um, these these kind of, like I said, they'll sound a little bit familiar, but Ken, you've already started on the first item on the checklist. You've been doing this. We posted a few pictures out there on social media. But the very first thing is if you have any old or used equipment, Uh now is the time to be going through and doing any reconditioning and prep work on it. You know, go go through and scrape off any of the burr comb that may have been on there. And, you know, if there's any pieces of the wood that uh, might need patched or filled, if any of the, the screws or nails are coming out, go through and fix that. Put on some new coats of paint, get that all ready. And we had pictures, man, you, you came up with some creative, almost kind of like clotheslines um, set on top of the barrels where you had your boxes hanging mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. painted them all kinds of... Uh, uh, what did we say? Look like Easter threw up at your place. <laughs> they were all pastels. Yeah, like the bunny rabbit did. Yeah, the bunny yeah. rabbit. Easter bunny threw up all over. They were pastel boxes everywhere out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you done as far as reconditioning and reclaiming? You you've done some work on some bottom boards. I'm building bottom boards now. You know, on the on the the what do they call them? The the double nuke boxes I got. Yeah. I, he had all screamed. And I'm putting all solids. Yeah, so you you got in a set of screened bottom boards that mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty hefty. They're actually made out of like two by fours yep. instead of just little frameworks. And the center of it, he just had in the screen yep, he did in that there. Screen. And you're going through and you're actually taking that screen out and then replacing it um, by filling that void with a solid piece of wood in there to have solid bottoms. Um, Now, one of the things that you had talked about wanting to do last year as an experiment this year was you were going to do like a... We got, I got three screen boards for the deep boxes. Yeah. You were going to do a compare and contrast between the screened and the solid right? so that you could see. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to have... Do you want to do that with the nuke boxes too? No. Okay, we just no, 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 because the nuke boxes are not experiments. Yeah. The nuke boxes are to raise raise nukes. Yeah. So no, no, no. Got to no, make no. sure that we have more bees in the world to pollinate our trees and flowers, so we will have food to eat. <laughs> hey, like that. That now that was rather uh, astounding. <laughs> astounding was very insightful. Yeah, that's it. It was very insightful, insightful yeah. and, uh, yeah, inspiring of you. <laughs> inspiring. That's what I, inspiring, astounding, and insightful. It's amazing what happens when you feed yourself a, a protein bar and take a big shot of coffee right before you go on the air. Ain't that the truth? You come out of there all insightful. <laughs> and then, now, how about, say, we should have took pictures. Did we take pictures of when 
I start before I started my diet. We so, have. I mean, we've posted lots of photos out there. So the photo of us in the boobies shirt for Halloween. Yeah, that was, that was before the diet. That was before the diet. So we've got that photo out there. So yeah. we can go through and do. So Ken is actually, uh, uh-huh. he started off just before the New Year's mm-hmm. on a new diet to go through and mm-hmm. get himself back in shape and a little bit better health. Mm-hmm. And he has done astounding. I, I started uh, at 363 for y'all that wanted to know. And yes, I was a football player. And I was. Well, first off, how tall are you? Six one. Okay. Yeah, he's tall. I'm short. And, <laughs> For you patrons uh, out there and, who uh, saw the video that we listed on Patreon yes. of the behind the scenes goofing around in the chairs, and I was like, "This is how it is in reality," because he's he's tall and I'm short. <laughs> I'm only five nine. He is six one. So, um, but okay. So anyhow, so you're six one, and you started off at what? Three three sixty three. And now you're down to three eighteen. Ooh, look at that. Did that in like started at first of October. Uh. I don't remember if it was. I don't. Middle of October. Was it? Yeah, it was middle of October. See, I didn't know if you had started before we did the photos of the the Halloween shirts and stuff or not. I thought I was thinking well, it was November. No, I guess it was middle of November. Yeah, then. I was thinking yeah. it was November when you started. So okay. you're you're almost at fifty pounds gone, mm-hmm. and it's and not even really been three months, two months. Yep, and they want me to take it to two eighty. Two eighty. I figure I'll have that by the end of March. A honey based diet. I'm selling honey right now. My award-winning weight loss honey. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's let's back up here real quick. I'm pretty sure that um, I, I lapsed into a coma or the twilight zone there for a second. You're, what? <laughs> My award-winning honey. How's that? I know you're award-winning honey, but how did that filter into your diet? Because your diet is not allowing you to eat any honey. I can't eat any honey or molasses. Yeah. No sugar, really. No. Uh-uh. You're supposed to stay away no, from. I do. I do. I stay away from sugar. Yeah. Well, you just saw and the wafers is, I ate. They were protein wafers. Yeah, and, and this, they were good. Uh, this is coming from a guy who is literally going through a quart of honey last year a week. A week. <laughs> and now he has to abstain from that. Yeah. Um. Hmm, man. See, winter winter's hell on me because you go from. You know, like the removal business, May through August is nonstop, a minimum of one a day, seven days a week, and you're on your feet the whole time. You're you're lifting stuff. When we're not doing that, we're out there working the bees. You know, you're carrying those heavy boxes. You're doing your inspections. You're constantly on your feet. You're sweating it out. And so I'm usually in pretty good shape in the summer. The winter, on the other hand, I then you lay up like the bees do. Well, it, it's not it's and not so much vibrate. laying up, but all the stuff that I end up doing it requires me to be sitting on my butt, and mm-hmm. uh, so there's lots of conference calls, and there's lots of planning, and there's you know we're in here in the studio and doing this kind of stuff, and it catches up really quick. Um, the uh, the first video, the first Bee Academy video on Patreon mm-hmm. that we posted out there mm-hmm. was showing everybody how to make a rescue bar and mm-hmm. go through and put it together, and the rescue bar video originally started off as five pieces that were recorded like early last summer Mm -hmm. to go through and show how you go from start to finish and you build these rescue bars and they can be used for you know a Langstroth Mm -hmm. frame they can be modified for that or for a bar itself but those were originally for posts on Instagram and Instagram only allows a one minute video so we had to shoot it in five different segments now do this now do this right and I was like, well, you know, actually, that's a great thing to know. So let's go ahead and convert that for that first training and education video and put that out there. And I did, but I needed to do a little intro to the beginning of it. And so the intro at the beginning is me basically now 
in the wintertime and I'm like, okay, we're going to go back in time. And, you know, I was being a dork and so like spun around in a circle and then did these really low budget transitions through it. But it is a stark contrast to see me standing in the same spot today and then jump back to the beginning of last summer and see me stand there talking about the bar. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like I need to, I need to get back in shape, hit the gym, and uh, and get ready uh, for the uh, next season. Because I've, I, I think all that that you lost, I found. <laughs> Tell you what, I feel a lot better. You know I'm, what I'm looking forward to is when I bend over and turn my head, my my veil doesn't hit my chin, so the little winches don't sting me. No bees, bees, not winches. <laughs> <laughs> when they sting me, they are mean bees. They are mean bees. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get ourselves in trouble, let's move on to I item number better. two. So I've been up since one o'clock. So oh, well, of course you get have. Away with it. Of course you okay. have. Okay, so the very first thing again, if you have any old equipment or anything out there that uh, you know maybe you had a colony that didn't make it, maybe you know you've been doing beekeeping for more than just a year, and you've got some stuff out there. The very first thing is to go back and reuse and repurpose what you already have. Get it fixed up. Get it prepped. Get it ready. These winter months are great for that type of stuff. And you can go through there and, and get everything all in line. But now if last year truly was your first year of beekeeping, which is kind of the, the track that the show went on, then you're going to be wanting to look at buying new equipment. Um, if you don't already have the stuff there for you. So you need to start off by kind of deciding what is your game plan for this year? Are you planning on keeping your one colony and growing it into a big, strong, healthy colony for a honey producer, or were you planning on splitting your hives? Four ways. Yeah. Well, of course, we can't uh, we can't ask you because you want to do it all yesterday. So, and what was it like, what, an episode or two ago, you tried to tell me we were going to split your nine hives into 47? Yeah, sounds yeah. good. No. <laughs> so, so we go through and we look, and if you, even if you're just looking at one colony, mm-hmm. That colony, let's use a hypothetical scenario because some places outperformed others. So kudos to you if you have more boxes than this. But let's hypothetically say you started off with a swarm or a package last year Mm -hmm. and you grew them and they filled the first deep brood box, be it 10 frame or 8 frame, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. They filled the first box. Mm -hmm. If you were really lucky, you also were able to put on a second box and they grew into that box as well and either partially Mm -hmm. or completely filled that out. So let's look at it from the perspective of you're starting off with a minimum of your brood box, your one deep box, right? Mm -hmm. Going into year two, they're going to grow again, and Mm -hmm. they're going to grow almost equally, if not more so, Mm -hmm. than they did in year one. So you're going to need to, at the bare minimum, again, decide if you're doing all deeps or if you're going to do a deep and then mediums. You kind of have to figure out what your configuration is here. But you're going to need to buy at least one more deep box with all the frames to go through and fill it to put on top of your one to two existing boxes that you already have. And that's at the very least, or you're going to need to buy at least two brand new medium boxes with all of the frames to fill those again, switch in and out 10 frame versus eight frame completely up to you guys. Um, that's what you're going to need to do to kind of get started on that is get those things acquired. Now, again, off season is a great time to be assembling brand new boxes. So if you buy them from somewhere like Man Lake and they come pre-cut and ready to be assembled at the, the budget version of everything. So, 
you can go through and you can be screwing and gluing everything together. You can be painting it and prepping it and you can be building your frames because trust me, we order them in boxes of 100 at a time and building a frame, you know, five to 10 of them is not so bad. Then you take that times 10 and by the time you're done, you're just like, oh, I hate building frames. Um, but this is the time to be doing that. Go ahead and get everything prepped, get it all put together, be ready for that that new year to start and the bees to start growing and increasing. So that's going to be all about the prep and the equipment, right? My bees are going to be bored. <laughs> what? My bees are going to be bored. Explain yourself. Because they won't have to build comb. <laughs> so for all of you out there who do things the way nature intended and don't cheat. <laughs> now, you yes, you do have a lot of built out comb. Yes. Because you bought it yes. and you cheated. Yes. But you still are not gonna have enough because that Well, comb, you shouldn't have told me that because I know where I can get more. No, 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 Because no, <laughs> that comb is mostly all deep comb. Now we do have some medium comb and stuff as well, but that means that they can grow really quick yeah, because they're not building any of that wax. And what happens if they grow really quick? They're going to need more space, which means you're going to have to add more boxes, which means you will get to will the 50 empty boxes, frames. the 50 mediums I got need more? Maybe. No, maybe. I need to get more? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, sir. No, no. No, I, you know, any excuse for Ken to buy something. Usually it's the way that this usually goes is um, if he's saying, should I, it probably means he already did. He's, well, it? he's definitely uh, more of the ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> he will call yep. me up. What do you think about doing this? No, that's probably not good. Oh, okay. Then you call me back up a few days I later. I did it anyway. Man, I really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, anyway. I told you not to. Yeah, but I had already ordered them. <laughs> it's like your your essential oils. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of essential oils. Uh, I'll make soap out of the ones that we don't use. I think that's that is actually a great idea. And you can use your wax and, mm -hmm. and honey and some of the other stuff mm -hmm. to make an all-natural soap. Soap. Yeah, and uh, olives. And olives, yep. Okay, what? Olives? <laughs> I was just going to go with that, and then it, I understood what you said, and I was like, wait, what? I'm going to plant olive trees in our place at Mason. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know anything about growing olives. I don't um, either, but I bet you I will before. All, i got to find somebody that knows all about olives now. So anybody out there know all about olives, get a hold of me, and I will, we will do a podcast. <laughs> no, we won't do a podcast about it. Um, you can talk to Ken directly on his email. So, all right. So that that is kind of your, your starting point on you have existing colonies, and you're going to grow them. You're going to need those yes. new boxes. You're going to need those new frames. Yes. Now, you... I'm saying get the minimum of the one deep and the minimum of the two mediums based on if you're going all deeps or if you're doing deep and medium or all mediums, right? And that is at a minimum because that's just going to be so that you have them and they're ready mm -hmm. and you can go through and as the bees start growing in the spring and they start needing more space, you can continue to add it as they need mm -hmm. it. But that does not mean that that is all of the boxes you will need for the year. You could have a banner year in your region where there's a huge nectar flow and the bees grow like crazy and you may need to add two more boxes on top of those two initial boxes that you just got through prepping but at least having those two there and ready you've got them if you need them and mm -hmm. then you can always order through again somewhere like man lake you can go through and you can order and they'll be at your house within you know seven days and you can go through and you can build those and have them ready for adding and increasing again so that's mm -hmm. just kind of your starting point now the other thing to consider is 
what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be increasing your colonies this year? Are you going to be expanding your apiary? Because if you are, you need to look at how are you going to do that? Are you going to be buying bees? Are you going to be catching swarms? Are you going to be making splits? Um, if you're kin, you're doing yes all of the above. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Check. <laughs> um, so you need to kind of go through and decide what are we going to be doing and how will I need to go about doing that? So if you are going to be buying bees or catching swarms or making splits, all of those are going to need to go into something. So this is where it's going to sound very familiar. You're going to go back to your year one stuff and you're going to start over for every new colony that you plan on either installing into a box, making a split out of an existing colony or whatnot, you're going to need a brand new setup for it. So you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to get a new bottom board, a new deep box or medium box, depending on your, your management style. If you're a top bar beekeeper, you're going to need to build a new top bar. Um, you're going to need to assemble the frames. You're going to need to get an inner cover. You're need to, going to need to get another lid. It's literally identical to year one. So a lot of this is basically wash, rinse, and repeat, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to go through and you're going to start that setup for every new colony. You need those base things again to go through. You're going to need to consider getting additional feeders, uh, be it entrance feeders or top feeders or, or whatever type of feeder you want to use. Um, you're going to need to get those new feeders for those new hives so that you can go through and feed them early on in the year and help them grow and help them fill up that box so that's kind of the next thing again all planning what am i going to do next year what do i want my second year of beekeeping to look like and then if you are going to be catching swarms for instance well now is the time to start building your swarm traps depending on where you're at central texas i've caught swarms in late january about this time mm -hmm. I've, i caught a swarm two years ago at the very end of January, beginning of February, because it was the day before or the day, I think it was the day of our beekeeper meeting that year, um, two years ago in February, that mm -hmm. first Monday of the month. And I caught a swarm. It flew in and landed on my front porch and, and decided it was going to take up one of the scrap boxes that was sitting there and they just moved right on in. So, you know, certain areas, if you're still in deep winter and winter goes all the way in through March and April, uh, you need to go ahead and start considering these things and building them so that when your winter breaks and your spring starts, you've got your swarm traps ready because some colonies might have artificially grown over the winter and they may be ready to swarm right out the gate, which that's usually not great, but just be prepared for it and have stuff ready to catch them. So start building your swarm traps and you have actually, you've built lots of different contraptions for swarm traps barrels and and now you know with all the comb that i bought i have lots of deep boxes mm -hmm. and i was wanting to ask you on the deep boxes should i screw them to the bottom of the box a bottom board and then put a or, or use a regular bottom board where they can have the entrance in or screw a piece of one by 12 or something to the bottom and then put a hole to go into it. Um, you can do all of the above, okay, but, but the thinking. screwing it together, either screw it together or ratchet it together ratchet. for the swarm trap, because you're, you're going to have to be going up and down, you right. know, a tree or mm -hmm. a pole or something. If you're ultimately putting it at the mm -hmm. ultimate, um, optimum, if you're putting mm -hmm. it at the optimum height, it's feet. way easier if all those pieces are hooked together and can't move. You want to be able to take off the lid and, and manipulate the frames or get into the inside of it if it's a, you know, depending on what style of swarm trap you've made. But um, 
yeah, I would I would not necessarily glue the bottom board on, no. but I would definitely screw it on because then it's just one less piece you have to worry about coming off. You can do a solid board on there, but if you do, you you kind of want to keep in mind that that little bit of B space underneath there because our bottom boards they have that edge around right. them that right. helps give a little yep. bit height, right? Mm -hmm. So you might keep that in mind. Oh, I never thought of that. When you put the frames in there, you need that B space. You need a little bit of space there, yeah, so that they're not okay. just right on top. And if you think about when you stack your boxes, there's a lip on the top of the box right. that gives that same space between right. the frames in between the boxes. Right. So you want to add, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a shim all the way around or a, a edge no, or a frame around it. Put an inner cover on top of it. That would work too. Well, yeah. no, 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 not on top, on bottom. On the bottom. Yeah, okay. we're talking about your bottom board. Yeah. Um, so you might want to put that around there and then screw that that solid piece of wood to it. Um, you can definitely just make one little hole. I would put your hole towards the bottom mm -hmm. because it it's more kind of what they look for in nature is mm -hmm. that lower entrance. Mm -hmm. But I would also, I do that because it's easier for them to drag debris out and throw it back out mm -hmm. and stuff as well. Um, if you have a problem with birds or mice or anything like that, Look at maybe doing almost the same hardware cloth that we use uh, that I mentioned in the rescue bar video, that that same gauge inch. of hardware cloth where you can basically stick your pinky between the yeah. squares. Mm -hmm. That's big enough that the queen can get in and mm -hmm. out of there as well, but it will keep mice and birds from trying to get in and occupying your box as well. Mm -hmm. So you maybe look at putting a piece of uh, mesh over the top of that or hardware cloth over it so bees can get in and the queen can get in, but other critters can't. Or if you have the entrance discs, you can use those. Narrow that hole down to where half of it's open and half of it is under like the... Uh, drone exclude but those are all those are all great things to keep in mind if you're going to do a swarm trap for sure on your swarm on your entrance disc the big ones you've got mm -hmm. i like those much better than those little i hate ones. those little metal ones yeah i've got the, a bunch of those there's ones. little plastic ones too and I, I just don't like them i see too many times one i feel like the metal in the sun is going to get hot and the bees are landing on the, especially here where it's like you know yeah. stupid hot in the summer yeah. the bees are landing on this hot scolding metal and then trying to scurry through it and on the small plastic ones and the small metal ones both i see a lot of times where they're it knocks the pollen off of their legs because it's such a tight fit for them to get in and yeah. out of there um, and i just i like the bigger entrance disc the big plastic ones because they're so there's a lot of options and they're easy to kind of give like hybrid entrances and half of this and half of that and i don't see as much of the pollen being knocked off either so i definitely like those more those are actually i always it's better be Better be? Uh, I get them through Better Bee, and they're hard to find even if you're on their site because they're listed as Hive Portals. Hive Portals. Yeah, they're, they're, we, we call them entrance discs, right. but they call them a Hive Portal. Okay. And so when you're searching for entrance discs, you never find the silly things. But if you look up Hive Portal, you will find them. And they're through Better Bee. That's where okay. I get them from. They come in like four different colors. Um, but yeah, those are, those are great things. So that... That in a nutshell, everybody, that is kind of your beginning prep checklist for what do I want to do this year? Again, go back, kind of figure out what you want that to be, and then start working towards either prepping your equipment that you already have potentially or buying the new equipment. Use the this next month, February, use that to go through and start acquiring this stuff and, and get to working on it because before you know it, you know, here in Central Texas, well, okay, little side note. We got Segs. Two, day, two 
two days this week of 70. Yes, and and that's kind of what I wanted to mention. There, I am seeing a lot of posts on social media that are saying things like, oh, well, our winner is over. No, it's no, not. It's not. No, it is not. Don't fall into that trap. Don't be lulled into a false sense of security by the fact that we're having, you know, our average temperature in the winter for Central Texas is about 64 degrees mm-hmm. daytime high. That's kind of our average winter temperature. Now, averages mean there are days that may get up to 80 and there are yep. days that may get down to 20. Yep. And that happens. And what's going to end up happening to everybody that can catch you off guard is you're going to be like, oh, OK, well, you know, it's warm and spring's here and I don't see anything in the extended forecast. It's not. Every year in February, there is this random cold snap that comes out of nowhere. It screws with the plants. It screws with the wildlife. It screws with the bees and the beekeeping. And it happens every year. The temperatures will drop. They will hit 20 degrees for a daytime high multiple days in a row. It always happens. In fact, last year we had one in March and that really threw things for a loop. So Don't be lulled into that false sense of security. Stick on your guns for your winter plans and continue your winter management and continue checking to make sure that the bees have food and that everything is good. Do your heft tests. Make sure everything is nice and and heavy with food supplies still in there. Um, But don't necessarily go and start, you know, artificially increasing your population and start feeding tons of stuff in there and getting them to grow huge where they need all that food. Because what's going to happen, we talked about it in the last episode about feeding the solid sugars, that cold snap will hit. They've got to maintain that temperature inside that colony. So whenever the colony itself is in a stasis mode, they're not raising brood and they're just in their winter cluster. They really only have to keep that cluster around 50 to 60 degrees. That's And that's almost the ambient temperature of the bees when they're all clustered together without purposely trying to generate heat. And as long as they can keep that cluster, that temperature, they're good. But it does take, you know, a little bit of the food, a little bit of the carbohydrates to go through and generate that. And so they'll eat their food stores. But when the temperatures drop lower, they have to work harder to get up to that temperature. Well, if you add brood into the mix and the colony has started brooding up and they're starting to grow, here's what you now have a double edged sword in there because or a oh, catch 22. You do, don't you? Yeah, because now they're consuming a ton of food to feed the babies uh-huh. and the baby's temperature requirement is 90 plus degrees. So instead of just maintaining a 60 degrees, let's pretend like it drops to 20, right? The bees need to raise it 40 degrees so that they're okay at 60. Mm -hmm. But if there's brood in there, that brood has to stay 90 degrees, which is not just a 40 increase. You're going way up. And in some cases, they could be literally having to raise the temperature a 100-degree swing just to keep that brood at 90 degrees. And that is a huge resource drain because now they're consuming tons of carbohydrates to continue vibrating and generating the energy to make the heat, and they've got to feed the babies. So that is the pitfall, especially in Central Texas. That is the pitfall. That's what happens to a lot of beekeepers. You will lose your colony in a week's time because this random cold snap hits and and we were not prepared for it. So keep that in mind. Just be vigilant. Not trying to give you guys nightmares or horror stories, but don't don't be looking outside and being like, oh, it's 74 today. You know, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm going to do all my beekeeping stuff and let's start growing. And, you know, just remember, it is only the last week of January. We still have the entire month of yep. February. And the calendar and says we have a lot of 
bad weather in March. And, yeah, it's true. And I mean, like I said, last year we had a really random dip there too. So just keep those things in mind when you guys are going out there and doing that. But this is this is your initial checklist. Um, as we get a little bit closer and we start moving in, we'll start talking about, okay, this is, this is a good time to start feeding. This is what you should do. You're going to do a split. You're going to do this. Here's how to start prepping. We will walk you guys through those steps as they get closer so that each episode is appropriate for that time frame. But for right now, this is your beginning task. Go through, make your initial checklist. What do I want to do? Am I going to keep my existing colonies and I'm not going to add more? I'm going to grow them for honey producers or I'm going to split them because I want more hives and go through and figure out how many new boxes do I need? How many new frames do I need? Start saving up if you haven't already. Start purchasing and acquiring that stuff and start getting it prepped. And that is your guys' homework for the week or the month. (laughs) That's your homework for the month of February. That's not too bad. It gives you a little bit of time to work on it. Mm -hmm. That'll work. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's we're going to leave it at that for today. So that is actually, um, oh, look, I sound so much better. At the very end of the episode, hey, look, let me turn my mic where I'm facing it. (laughs) But now I've got to throw something. We're going to tease it. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. I said we're done. You're saying it's like, no, no, I'm not done yet. (laughs) We're going to tease them. You weren't sleeping over there. (laughs) I think my head hit the mic a couple times. Uh... (laughs) Uh, we will show videos of how to put packages in because some of us has bought some packages. Well, yes, we will be doing, that's going to be part of that training and education video stuff. And, you know, for those of you who are following us on social media, you, you get little snippets of that where you will be able to see, you know, the little one minute clips here and there on Instagram or Facebook that'll kind of show us going through and doing that kind of stuff. But for those of you who are patrons of the show who have joined us on Patreon, Mm -hmm. you will be able to see full length videos, actual training videos where we walk you step by step by step on how to go through and do these things. And uh, that's going to be part of that B Academy level there where you can go through and, and get to see all of that and you get the bonus episodes, and you get the deeper dives, and you get the the behind-the-scenes content. Um, It is great. So again, if you guys have not checked that out, please do so. We will greatly appreciate it. It is patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Hive Jive. And always, the Monday episodes, this episode you're listening to, it's out there. It's always out there and free. But if you can support us or you do want more Hive Jive in your life, um, that is the way to do it, is to find us on Patreon. We have uh, one little thing here that I want to say that I thought was hysterical. Dee Dee, who we mentioned at the beginning of the show, who's a new patron of the show, Mm -hmm. um, her husband is also a avid listener to the show. Um, although talking to him, you get the impression that Dee Dee is, is probably the bigger fan, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because as he put it, <laughs> this was before she signed up. This was like a day or two before she signed up. Mm-hmm. He had messaged us and he had said that, uh, you know, she's going to be joining on there because she, she just has to have it. You know, she may be addicted, but that's okay. Cause she, she admits it to people. And I was like, well, that's your first step right there is admitting that you've got a, a problem or an addiction. And then, uh, she signed up, uh, at least a level, I believe at least a level higher than what he thought she was going to sign up at. <laughs> but so now she is part of that and she can go through and she can get it. I'm not going to have to really put on a budgie smuggler and, and rub honey all over me. Am I? And you're going to video that? Really? You ain't going to do that, are you? We're, we're trying to gain <laughs> patrons and listeners, Ken, not lose them. <laughs> you just made a really dirty face of me. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will be talking to you next Monday with another episode of The Hive Jive. If you are part of the Patreon family there, thank you. you've got another episode coming out later this week for your bonus content, and you will also have your first official Deeper Dive episode as well. So thank you guys again for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. But until then, be safe. Be good. Be warm. Bye. Y'all be good. The show might be over for now, but the sting won't last long. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be swarming in with new episodes Mondays of each month. Until then, behave yourselves.